I'm not a cologne guy. You a cologne guy, Joe? No. I have a I have a natural scent that can't a, be replicated. A, a musk, if you will. It's the eau de shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's anxiety, but spelled with a three instead of an e. <laughs> Listeners, to another episode of a free podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host Rob, and joined as always my good friends Joe and Duff. Yes, I'm ready to talk about sex. Finally, let's, let's let's get the birds and the bees business out of the way. So this I is think a- I think everyone can agree that if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> That's right. That's why everyone should use their voice and write us a review in iTunes. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, so we're talking about continuing our season, second season of Fears and Phobias. This is our, our third episode. I've chosen a 40-year-old version for us to talk about, um, which <laughs> is the uh, – well, I, I looked. There actually isn't a fear of not having sex. Like There, there isn't like an actual phobia of being a virgin forever. That's the, the teenage boy fear. Yes, but I don't. There, I don't think that's in the DSM four <laughs> or five or whatever they're up to. Uh, but there is a fear of having sex called genophobia. Okay, which I think this is really what this movie's uh, about more than. Um, and this is those afflicted may stay away from getting involved in relationships to avoid the possibility of intimacy, which I feel like you know explains Andy in this movie quite well. Uh, before we jump into it, so yeah. the I didn't look up uh, the actual fear. So is it is it one of those things where it can be wide reaching? Like, is it a fear of like the of bodily fluids, or is it a fear of just being with another person? Yeah, I think it's the. I think, I think, I think it can be a lot of different things. That, that's I'm just wondering. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of it is is intimacy related, either physical or emotional, touching yeah, I, things like that. I'm I'm not good at talking to people. <laughs> I think I think sadly a lot of times xenophobia comes from um uh, according to this like trauma, sexual assault or abuse. So that's sad. Uh but let's not dig into that. Let's talk about forty year old virgin instead. Yeah. Um why don't we just quickly um go through what happens in this movie in case I don't know, you haven't seen this or it's been a or probably more likely it's been a long time since you've seen it. We have Andy, Steve Corral. He uh, gets invited to a card game with his coworkers, uh, and this weird thing happens where they kind of like coerce him into telling a sex story, which I'm going to point out is a weird thing to ask someone, especially someone who's hanging out with you for the first time. It's very bizarre. Guys don't just hang out talk and talk about sex. No, I, I agree. Only in this, movies. This is definitely a movie TV thing that like guys go around and talk about their their conquests i don't think that happens this uh, i was gonna talk about this is that i don't i have i think all three of us have no good baseline for what normal is (laughs) (laughs) what like i'm 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 like does this happen is this a movie thing or is it just like this is kind of like jock culture that i was never a part of or 
yeah like do do random like well it's like hey come on over to to a card game we're having like you just invite some dude from work and that's like what are titties feel like like does that happen no no no, absolutely not i mean it happens it happened in my youth like in high school uh when you're a teenager but like outside of that like these men are like in their 30s (laughs) in this movie uh that i don't think happens um if something funny happened that's the only that's the only scenario where like you would tell a story about intercourse yeah if something funny happened and and i would argue that if you were the one who the one like you're the person that that should be embarrassed yeah probably yeah Yeah. um so they sort of like realize like oh my god we're gonna help you out and they convince him to go out and uh Pratt falls occur, including I think my favorite, which is Leslie Mann's character when <laughs> she's really drunk and uh, and he goes in her car and blows on her breathalyzer for her. And yeah. <laughs> is there anything scarier than getting in a car with someone and realizing too late that that they shouldn't be driving? It's up there. <laughs> I mean, we've it's, all. It's not something that's happened a ton of times to me, but yeah, it. Uh... It's a it's special, ha- special kind of fear. Yep, when you're like, oh, no. Especially when you're like, I shouldn't be driving either, but... <laughs> yeah, that I, w- I was going to say that's the other part of it, is usually you do that thing, like, at, at least for me, I'm the one who was like, oh, I'm too, I can't drive. And then another, yeah. uh, another person will say, no, I'm good. And you believe them. Maybe, yep. maybe just because you want to, but also because you're... You're like, uh, all right. Uh. It sure is convenient to believe them. Like, yeah, yeah that's easy. I'll get a ride. Home. Some of it is he- some of it is just uh, this hearing will save what me twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some of it is hearing what you want to, but the other part of it is you had uh, you know six or seven beers yourself, and your judgment is off. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then about half a block into it's like, oh no, <laughs> we're swerving a lot. <laughs> I do. We're not driving that fast. It'll be fine. What's the worst that's going to happen? It's res- <laughs> residential streets. It's yeah. Right. Uh, so that whole sequence makes me laugh a lot. But then we meet later in the movie. We meet Trish, which is a Catherine Keener character. This is Andy's essentially love interest for the movie. Uh, all this while this happens, his friendship continues to grow with David, Cal, and Jay. Um, after some other stuff, he finally has the courage to call Trish. They hit it off start dating, but decide to abstain for 20 dates. Uh, at the 20th date, he still doesn't want to have sex. Trish gets mad. They have a fight. Um, Andy decides to get hammered and have sex with someone else. Ultimately, he doesn't. There's a chase sequence. Trish and him make up, marry, and then finally have sex. Um, cue Age of Aquarius. I, I do want to point out that he almost has sex with the very delightful Elizabeth Banks, who's yes. gr- who's great in this. And I think was this her breakthrough? Was this Dude, kind of the first the, thing people knew her from? The breakthrough, like the number of people in this movie, uh, is 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 crazy. Especially because like it's a lot of people before they were stars, or even like anyone, like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, you have Corral, Keener, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, like a early Seth Rogen. Uh, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling, Kat uh, Dennings, Jane think, Lynch. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is the first time I was aware of Jane Lynch. Yep. Elizabeth Banks. Um, Kevin Hart as a customer. Yeah, I totally forgot he was in this <laughs> until 
uh, he popped up and I'm like, wait a minute, is that Kevin Hart? And I have two other ones that I've discovered watching this that I cannot wait to share with you. Uh, one of which, do you remember when they're on the speed dating and there's that woman whose breast falls out? Yes, I do. That is Kimberly Page. You may know her from one of two ways. One, she was a former WCW Nitro girl. Oh. And number two, the last name Page because she was married to none other than Diamond Jimmy... Dallas Page. Oh, they're here to say Jimmy Page. No. Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page. Yoga enthusiast, Diamond Dallas Page. Yes. I, they're no longer together. Uh, oh. But uh, I couldn't believe that. Also, one of... I think, uh, without doubt, the most important political figures of 2018. <laughs> you, you caught this too, huh? <laughs> is in this movie. Joe, do you know who we're talking about? No. Stormy Daniels. Oh. So she's in the movie when Carell's locked in the the sound, yeah. the sound, whatever that room is, the sound testing area. Yeah. So, so, so there you go. Lots, lots of like important people, especially for like a movie. That's done by. I mean, I know, I know. Um, like this is his first. This is Judd Apatow's first movie that he directed. Yeah, and it's got a wild cast. Uh, he's good at assembling funny people. I mean, you look at Freaks and Geeks prior yep. to this, and pretty much the entire cast went on to be famous in one way or another. Um, so this movie's a teenager now. It's uh, over thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. I think there's a few things to talk about. One, uh, it's it's 2005. <laughs> it's a very 2005 movie. There's a Circuit City clone. Like they work at Smart Tech. There yeah. are no more Circuit Cities. So, but yeah. That is... <laughs> so, uh, and I added this in uh, because I started a list of hey, it's 2005. Uh, there's like four mentions of Survivor. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, big box stores, the sell it on eBay store, which yes. was actually a thing, and there used yes. there. I don't think it's there anymore, but there was one near where I live. Uh, I had uh, a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's um, even like you know the most famous scene with like the waxing scene. Like there's a Kelly Clarkson mention. You know, which was also very 2005 to shout that out. Yep. Uh, yeah. there, uh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's just a good show. I don't know why that's yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and part of it's because they work at a tech store, but lots of references to tech that is gone. Just <laughs> CDs, re- rewrite or uh, recordable CDs, uh, VCRs, camcorders. <laughs> do you think, do you think the comedy ages? well uh on the whole yes um i i'm guessing we were gonna get into this but it's this movie was kind of right on the edge of kind of uh homosexuality becoming widely accepted Mm -hmm. and i do think for the time like i do think some of this is meant in mockery of how guys act but some of it isn't and there's it's just not really clear but there's like there's the one t- there's like the line where he says something to the extent of yeah i, I mean I, I have friends i have i know gay guys in jail yeah yeah there's definitely it, it, yeah I, i'm with you i think the heart's in the right place but you know comedy doesn't necessarily age great in general yeah especially like 
sex like body sex based comedy it's always going to have some datedness so i'm not knocking it too hard but yeah definitely i'm sh- and i'm guessing judd apatow and steve carell i think he co-wrote it uh i'm guessing they wouldn't make those jokes again but I, it's nothing that is a deal breaker for me there's also some other weird stuff i was thinking about with 2005 like one of the biggest jokes that they rag on andy about is that he rides his bike yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) which like and you know now you're just like i mean that's cool like i kind of feel like if andy had like if andy existed now and just had like a cool mustache in a better fashion sense he would just be like a cool dude uh one thing i wanted to point out is that um Andy has the same Mystery Science Theater poster that I have. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Tight, cool, tight, tight. Cool guys. <laughs> Do you have the same Asia poster? No, I don't have an Asia poster. Um, yeah, they also, like, there's a couple of things, like, how much they brag on his, like, uh, I guess we can just jump into it about the relationship between Andy and, and the other male characters in this movie. Uh, I'm just curious what you guys think about it does it feel genuine to you is there things that bother you about it i think what's real about it is that men love to help and they also love to be really bad at it (laughs) yeah uh, that actually sums it up for me too is that they they act like they're experts but have no clue what they're doing yeah actually uh Paul Rudd's character, which is my favorite in this movie, is like a perfect example of that because he's so nice and helpful to Andy and his life is totally off the rails. <laughs> like, he's, he should not be giving any advice to anyone about relationships. I do think that, I mean, there are a lot of ways in which this movie is very smart. And I do like that one thing they do is they point out how ridiculous Paul Rudd is. And it really comes to a head when they're at the speed dating and uh, Cal is railing on the Mindy Kaling character, and she's like, I moved, I changed my phone number. He's like, well, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have a question here. What, does someone call in? <laughs> <laughs> we have a, like a, a text line now? For yeah. Questions? Uh, what, the, the, the kind of like the, what starts everything in this movie is is when they are talking to Andy and they ask him, you know, about the nastiest story he has. And, and I, I, God, I love watching Steve Carell try to fit in in that moment when he's just, like, <laughs> trying to explain, like, oh, I knew this girl just wanted sex all the time. And, uh, and eventually, obviously, he trips up on the uh, – and the band of sex, or sorry, the band Whoa, of what? sex. <laughs> what band of horses? What <laughs> the bag of sand comment about uh, about uh, how her her breasts felt? <laughs> Do you? Uh, and if not, I can I can start. Do you, either of you have a story that you were willing to share for our listeners? Uh, yeah, and I had thought of this prompt as well, and I kind I also kind of broadened it to like what was your biggest misunderstanding um to an age that is embarrassingly old i want to say late high school uh i thought (laughs) that when women menstruated oh no uh, (laughs) i thought that it was kind of akin to uh 
a cork that if you used a tampon or something, it was like a cork. And uh, it so I mean, a wine cork. Well, just like like just like that, you know, the cork made a a seal. Like a stopper on a tub. Yes, and once oh, that, once the stopper was, out, I was like, whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's wonderful. Um, we can blame the public schools for my lack, I mean, lack of understanding of the female body. To be fair, I, I'm not, I'm not putting all that blame on you. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my bag of sand incident, and I. I may have gotten to college before I was corrected on that. I'm not sure. What were the circumstances in which you were corrected? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was anything like dramatic. I think it was just okay. probably someone I was dating was like, "What? God, you're an idiot." No, that's not how it works. <laughs> and then did they tell you, or you were just like, "Oh, I got to go Google it when I get home now." Back to the uh, drawing board. Yeah, <laughs> I got sketches. Yeah, I think they told me. I so I um I was young for my age in high school, which ma- like so. What I think forty year old virgin does a really good job of is bringing up that like that fear, especially we mentioned earlier when you're a teenage boy, of like I'm no one's ever going to have sex with me. Like there's just no chance. You know, you're <laughs> like sixteen and you're like, there's just no way. There's no way. I'm I'm doomed. Uh, but, like, by expanding it to 40, it kind of makes us, like, a 16-year-old, you can, like, you know, feel like there's hope, I guess. Um, but when I was young, so I was I was young for my grade. So when I graduated from college, or when I went to college, I was 17 when I first started. And uh, I had friends uh, in high school, believe it or not. And I remember freshman year, I had a friend of ours, like, the first friend in the friend group who, like, is in a relationship he was dating i think she was at a junior in in high school and they had started having sex and he told us and we're all like wow oh my god now you have questions right like this is this is when that moment would happen and i remember this is very rural this is very uh (laughs) this is (laughs) this is my life (laughs) i remember we were hanging out with this friend and he's like i gotta show you guys something oh no oh like him and like four or five others maybe like six or seven of us went out into the woods with him uh, they found your dad's calendar walked out in the woods <laughs> was how did you get it it's all taped together i thought you buried um, it and, <laughs> it's like pet he, cemetery and it came back <laughs> sometimes <laughs> dead is better <laughs> <laughs> this is even this is even worse he, he, we walk out there and he's like it's somewhere over here and then sure enough he pointed to a used condom that he had used oh, in what the woods with her out this is a true story this is like it they did in the middle of the littered <laughs> this is absolutely like this is such a teenage kid thing to do to be like look at see proof there's the used condom and it was <sighs> It was gross. I just remember this like moment of just like a bunch of teenagers. I'm picturing <laughs> like, like I'm picturing like, like an old as. soiled mattress in the woods and like yeah. <laughs> there was no there was no mattress. I don't know where. Con- I mean, I guess just in the woods, man. Like God made us. That um, condom is now in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, killing a sea turtle. Probably. It's probably no. It probably sprouted a a lively tree. <laughs> uh, I've. I mean, that's gross and weird but 
I've heard many gross and weird things because guys are awful. Joe, do you have one? Uh, I I think that the, like the probably more universally uh, experienced situation is is more about like body development confusion. Mm-hmm. And I think like one that I can think of, and this was in fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. I I can't recall off the top of my head which grade, but I know it was like upper elementary because I was in that school building, and there was talk of uh, t- discussion on pubic hair, mm. and uh, someone was talking about like uh, how they had it already, and like and they were kind of like. In a, in a judgmental tone as if anyone in that 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 little salon that was occurring during recess there <laughs> uh, would, like there's something wrong with them if they didn't so I remember um, another kid then being like do you have pubes yet and then the other kid being like oh no I, uh, it's just like peach fuzz now <laughs> and then they're like what about you Joe and I was just like, yeah, same. It's just peach fuzz. <laughs> I just like, uh, and I, for some reason, I've never forgotten that because that's definitely not a thing. <laughs> but I was, I'm just blown away by the brilliance of that kid. To uh, what a what a strange analogy to the made up state of his genitals he made there, peach fuzz. Yeah, and that's like a term that like I remember hearing in like that's a universal term somehow of incorrect. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I remember hearing that when I was a kid too. Like that term. Well, it made it, it so it stretched at least from northern San Diego County <laughs> east to northwestern Wisconsin. So it's a very re- it's a we know that that's the plan. range of this. It, it hit it hit the heartland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! Um, so one thing that I think this movie does well, and that's kind of been touched on, Rob, you touched on it, uh, that fear of. Uh, never having sex, but also you're also terrified of having it at the oh, same yeah. time. And I, I'll tell one more quick story that kind of made me like it. Kind of when you're a teenager, it's both like, oh man, I really want that, but at the same time, you're like, oh, bodies are scary and horrifying. And this one time, I remember this guy who was a grade older than me. He was, he was on uh, the school newspaper with me. And he was talking about him and his girlfriend, how they had sex. And I don't know if he was a virgin, but he was saying that she was a virgin. He's like, yeah, man, we had, we finally did it. And man, her hymen, it was so tight that I heard it pop. Oh, oh like an ACL, like an Achilles? I don't know. I But Rob, <laughs> I was, you know, 16 or so. And yeah. so I was like, oh, that, that, that's real. Sounds like it hurts. I don't. I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> like that's that's the uh, type of misinformation going around. Maybe uh, maybe the internet has cleared that up. I don't know. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, that's... are we the last generation where like the internet was around when I was in you know sixth grade or whatever? But it was very slow and not. Yeah, <laughs> it was I mean, America it wasn't online. Like it is today. Yeah, yeah, basically. So what? It's it, pretty much any question you have. Like, any kid can just look up the answer to it on their phone now. So are these same kinds of ridiculous conversations happening among the youths? I don't know. I, I think so. I mean, um, it's too bad Yahoo Answers isn't still there to really give us the real... Oh, the real man. Jeeves, where are you? <laughs> uh, 
Jeez, just, come on. Yahoo Answers going away <laughs> is like the burning of the library at Alexandria. That's, <laughs> is it Alexandria? So much was lost. It it was a piece a piece of history and just uh, gone like tears and rain. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, that's a really good question, Joe. Because on one hand, you have way more information available. On the other hand, like I'm sure there's still a ton of misinformation, and then you just have like. You know the glamorizing and 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 like sort of like you know the the porno version answers on all these, which You're, are yeah, it's a weird mix because you can get a you can clear up a lot of nonsense, but at the same time, there's you know there's people acting in bad faith and there's just sexualized stuff and yeah. Well, actually, that brings me to uh to a question I have about this movie. Um. And, and I kind of have, like, a little background on this a little bit. But the question I have is, is this movie sex positive? And, and how I'm going to define that is I was uh, listening to the always excellent Wesley Morris. Um, and he was talking about kind of the way sex is displayed uh, in cinema. And he kind of pointed out that in, like, the 80s uh, through the 90s, especially in, like, the mid-80s through, like, mid-90s, oh, you have, God. like, the the rise of um, e- uh, like erotic thrillers like Basic Instinct and yeah. um, what was the one with Fatal Stallone Attraction? and, Char- and uh, uh, The Specialist? Yeah, I yeah. think that's it. Um, <clears throat> which like sex was 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 sexy um, and sometimes <laughs> dangerous, but generally like it was like an erotic sexy thing. And then he argued that it was starting or like really really at when American Pie came out that things kind of change and in that movie and if you think about it like every sexual encounter in that movie ends in shame and embarrassment for someone and i kind of think that this movie kind of does that too uh up until the end there's not like a single sexual encounter that doesn't end in something awful happening to someone you know we have like andy's uh looking back at the past with like the girl with the braces or like the toe sucking um you even have like all the stories everyone else tells about the dog, or you know, who all knows what else. And then, even when um, when Trish and and Andy first start to have sex, like her kids come home. Yeah, and and I'm just curious. Like I I don't know if either of you have really thought about it this way, or or if you would agree with that kind of uh, theory, I suppose. But like you know, these sort of these movies like this. They they kind of like do they make having sex scarier in some ways because of like all the embarrassment that they kind of add on and shame they add on to like these sexual encounters. Uh, I think that it's fairly sex positive, and I think time kind of makes us forget. But you kind of summed it up in a lot of ways of why this movie was kind of a big a big break with cinematic tradition in that base you know you said i never thought of it from the the stance of erotic thrillers like uh uh basic instinct or sure your your boy de palma things yeah. like that um but yeah in those movies like sex is kind of like this foreign mysterious agent that men can a lot of times it like they're tricked or trapped or deceived by <laughs> that's true um but i thought of it in from comedy and i mean the the modern kind of will say like sex comedy 
I feel, I mean, it kind of had like roots with Woody Allen, but I feel like it really started with Animal House. Yeah, and like Porky's. Yeah, oh God, yeah, Porky's. Yeah, and yeah. but like Animal House uh, by our good friend John Landis, uh, <laughs> oh, friend of the uh, show. Yeah, <laughs> um, that really launched like the '80s, especially. It was just like the yeah Porky's and things like that, where it was just super rapey. Sex and women were just objects and things to be conquered. Um, and literally, like I'm thing of uh mannequin where it's like a uh, manic pixie mannequin dream girl <laughs> just comes to life and is that a sex is there is there nudity in mannequin i don't remember if there's nudity but there's definitely a sexual element okay i mean the mannequin is attractive when it comes to life <laughs> <laughs> now mannequins are weird they don't have all the body parts yeah <laughs> Um, like they're mean? missing feet. They're missing feet. Yeah. Most mannequins are missing feet and arms yeah. now. No, they'll be mi- yeah, depending on where you go, they'll be missing heads and whatnot. Potato people mannequins. Potato people. <laughs> what? Sorry, that's not a shot at the Irish. <laughs> no, just oh. at uh, quadruple amputees. <laughs> uh, where is that going? Yeah, but uh, even... and. I haven't seen American Pie in a long time. I don't even know if that is very good at being sex positive. Like, it's still... I don't know. What do you guys think about American Pie? Because I feel like that's I don't know, but I do know... Supposedly, Blockers is, was really good. That came out last year, and I Actually, wish I watched blo- that before I... Blockers I, is very this. funny, and that is very sex positive. Okay. I, I, I kind of see both ways, you know, the stuff you do, the way you kind of explain it in this movie, almost in every situation, sexually, the woman is in control. Yeah. They have uh agency. Would that be the yeah. right word? Yep. That would be. Yeah. So that is true. I, I, I was kind of thinking the opposite that because everything kind of ends in shame, it's not, but on the other hand, you're right. It is, it is, um, consensual and and it does sort of well and the the Catherine keener character wants to have sex yes i just think that that this movie it it's about i mean obviously it's really just about risk taking and the fear is about like making yourself vulnerable in that moment and and also knowing that in those moments like awkward embarrassing things can happen and you can't really be like intimate with somebody if you're not willing to just put I don't want to say put up with it but just be able to get over it you know yeah yeah and and so the, I don't think the movie is really saying anything I don't think its tone is sex negative in any way I just think it's it's obviously amplified and exaggerated but it's just about how uh, somebody at that <laughs> older age just getting over those things that most people get over when they're you know like 35 when people usually lose their virginity (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, also like andy you know one thing i do like about this movie is even though it starts to kind of push with like his friends at sometimes trying to change him uh it ultimately results in in him making his own decisions on what stuff he kind of changes about himself but but andy at the end and andy at the beginning of the movie they're sort of the same person he didn't have to. It's not like an ugly duckling got changed over, like you see in like a teenage like. Uh, yeah. Well, and also, and also, like she takes her glasses off, and all of a sudden, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's there's no she's, hot. She's all hot. Up. 
Yeah, naughty to hottie or whatever the tagline was for that movie. I'm, I'm <laughs> is ser- it really naughty to hottie? I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Uh, one thing I also like just to follow up on your point about uh, not having to change is that number one, uh, Catherine Keener's character doesn't have to change. Um, you know, she doesn't have to do the the sandy and grease thing where it's like, well, better slut it up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other Her thing, age is, that- is never an issue. Like, no, I mean, and also that she she tells like I'm not trying to change you. I'm just trying to help you grow. I'm just trying to help you be a better person. Yeah. I also forget Kat Dennings is, is is her daughter, another star, young star in this movie. Yeah. This was I got I read and I wondered if this was her first appearance, but I guess she was on an episode of Sex in the City. But I think this is the first time I ever saw her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's it's. It, do you think it's weird because I think like. Judd Apatow in these movies kind of had like a pretty good uh, their heart in the right place on like how you know how to treat how women are treated um, and would you say overall do you think women are treated well in this movie I mean I, I definitely think Catherine Keener's character is a, a strong character yeah it's kind of mixed because I mean overall I think yes I think the one glaring omission uh, or not omission the most the the thing run encounter to that is when they're at the club and Jay's telling them yes. to get some drunk woman and slay some hood rats, which yeah. I think is a really funny line. But I do think that Jay is set up to look like that stupid and that Andy then finds out how stupid that is. So I do think that there it's kind of acknowledging guys have this mentality but then it also shows how dumb that is because he ends up driving drunk with Leslie Mann and getting vomited on. There, yeah, there is with all like Apatow movies. There sort of is this like that's kind of the rub is like the men are often idiots, uh, and I think sometimes that's the question is like are they are they are we supposed to see through this that they are that dumb, or is this movie like trying to at sometimes siding with them? And I don't think this movie does. I think. And later it, movies, it, it, gets, it skirts the line. It, yeah. One one thing that I that doesn't age super well is how it treats uh, homosexuality and gay nope. jokes. Nope, not well at all. And again, like part of it, I think is acknowledging, like, oh, this is what guys do. But yeah, some of it, yeah, it's just very. I won't like again, not a deal breaker, but it, it's very 15 20 years ago there are times where andy seems forrest gump-esque with his stupidity which doesn't always make sense like he hasn't had sex but he's not a moron and sometimes like you know like him blowing into the breathalyzer and like like, there's these moments where like he would know better than this yeah like when he looks at the model at planned Parenthood or whatever he's like where does the penis go like yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, like you can there's... theoretically figure that out. Well, so what? Okay, so let's just say that you find yourself in Steve Carell's position. Like, what? What would you do? And I'll, so we'll start with that, just as an open-ended question for the the two of you. Like, so you're forty. Obviously, years old. if you're in, yeah, you're a virgin. Um, I mean, what what are the options for somebody in that position? And I guess it, maybe it's pointless to talk about it because. The reasons why you might be in that position are so varied, but I do think, I do think, but being 
now versus then makes easier too. Like I was kind of thinking about that during the movie when he's like struggling to call her, right? He's gonna gonna call her and leave a message or talk to her, and he keeps hanging up and saying he's someone else. Like texting makes that way easier. And I think even from like a dating standpoint, like you know, uh, the rise of Tinder and Bumble and the other apps would definitely make like going on that dating scene way easier than what it, what it is. I mean, even in this, like they're going to clubs. They're going to like some like speed dating thing that looks terrible. Yeah, looks, uh, but I would like to watch someone else do it. <laughs> we I'd should like, all do it sometime. I'd like to watch Rob. <laughs> I like to watch Rob do it. I think I'd do okay. Well, we not only would we watch him, we would be able to hear him do it because we'd be able to hear him from across the room. Probably it would just it would just be twenty women who learned about the podcast at the end. <laughs> all right. So if I talk to twenty women at this thing, how many how many numbers do you think I would get? Uh. I think you would get a good amount of numbers because are we assuming that you're no longer married with child? Well, that wouldn't be part of my story. Okay. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I, but I'm saying like you've, yeah. you've, the assumption you've, is I've, you have a home, you have a good job. Sure. You're, you know, you're uh, reasonably well put probably, together. Probably two of the coolest friends in the whole world too. That's, yeah. that's probably part of it as well. I don't know if anyone has yeah, two that's cool my, friends. That's my posse. See those, two, posse see those two guys see, hey, see, against see the wall. Two, yeah, see those two guys staring through the window and laughing? <laughs> those are my friends. <laughs> the, the two that won't make eye contact, if anyone, those are my yeah. good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that guy's handshaking? Oh, what he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually don't know what that... Like, Do they even do those anymore? Uh, I see... I see Probably for the older people. There's a lot of ads for this, like, I don't know if it's speed dating, but there's kind of like a singles club thing in the Twin Cities. It's like, oh, it's called It's Just Lunch, where it's designed okay. for busy professionals. Okay. So you just, one day a week or something, go on a very quick date or something like that. And maybe that's a national program. I don't know. Have you guys ever gone to a club to meet women? A club? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever been to a club. Like a nightclub, you mean? Yeah, like a oh, nightclub. I thought you meant like a club, like a dating club or something. No, like a nightclub. Uh, no. Uh, I don't think I've ever gone to a club with the ex- express <laughs> intent of meeting women. I, I had, In college, I think maybe I went out with guys to bars sometimes, and it was just the – it was a sad experience. Like, it <laughs> Yeah, that is that is not an environment I would do well in at any point in my life. Uh, you know, to the question of what is a forty-year-old virgin to do, it's kind of it's kind of a best of times, worst of times thing, because and the like you brought uh, like we brought up the internet really kind of opens things up, but uh, just depends on which dark corner of the internet you go down because. I mean, there's a. I kind of mentioned uh, Bumble and Tinder and all those types of things, which are good. And I think that there's a lot of ways to just find clubs. Like Andy could have found like a whatever the miniatures he's painting are. Like I'm sure he could go on Meetup sure. or Craigslist or something, and he could find a even if it wasn't dating oriented, it just like he could find people who have the same interests more like him. So yeah. I think 
that's kind of the best of times aspect. The worst of times is that he also could end up on Reddit <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah. then yeah. and then just develop a victimhood complex and yeah. And then he gets a yeah, fedora yeah. fedora and just <laughs> Jeez, yeah. And just starts yelling about Chad's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one so I did find that there is this thing called surrogate partner therapy. So if okay. you are somebody with with uh, genophobia or some intimacy issues or you just, for whatever reason, haven't had F- sex PG. or have sex very seldomly um, and, and just need to get over those issues. So you would work with a therapist and they would uh, obviously sort of talk you talk through you know your issues what's going on and stuff and then you'll eventually be assigned a surrogate and so this would be a man or a woman and then you would go uh like on i guess for lack of a better word dates with them and there's a there's a really good uh, essay and i won't say this about this website very often but there's a good one on salon and uh a woman talks about her experience going through this and so you would say meet this person you won't know you won't know their real name i don't think or maybe you only know their first name you don't know their last name i think that's what it is you don't have their phone number you don't (laughs) i guess there's no kissing Uh, and they (laughs) (laughs) and so you just kind of go through this program so so you're meeting with the therapist regularly and there the therapist reviews you know talks to you about the last date they also get notes from the surrogate about how the date went too and they cover that with you and you, you eventually go through this um uh kind of pattern but depending on what your issues are and it it, it can but doesn't always like lead up to um sessions where you have intercourse with your surrogate but it, like i said it doesn't have to be that like the, primarily the point is to just kind of work through your issues Practice related dates. to like intimacy or touch or whatever it might be. So like uh, one thing, I, there's a show called Masters of Sex. I've never seen it, but it's about William Masters and Virginia Johnson, and they had like some. Nor should of, we ever see something like that. We're not qualified for that. <laughs> Maybe. We, so they. Sex attempters. <laughs> so, some, so some of the things are based on their their sex research. I think one one thing is called like sensate focus, which is specific exercises that you can do to sort of increase your personal awareness of yourself and your physical needs and emotional needs and, th- and then your partners as well. And uh, it was a really interesting article and it was, it was kind of sad because like, and I, I would think that, I don't know how common this is, but I, I could see it maybe becoming common. Is she sort of, even though she knew the whole time that eventually their meetings with the surrogate would end and she would have never see him again and have no way of contacting him again. Like she couldn't help but sort of like fall for him. And then, but then eventually, you know, the therapy ends, and then the circuit's like, okay, well, I'm I'm never gonna see you again, and then they say goodbye, and then it's over. Uh, I, it seems kind of weird in general. I mean, I, I I get that. I it's just it seems like there's uh, what is it, uh, the Florence Nightingale syndrome, mm. where you know you fall in love with someone you're uh, you're caring for as a doctor or a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not to say it's not, you know, it's it's wrong. It's just it's kind of a weird power dynamic, I guess. Well, 
I, I don't. I, th- I think there's got to be some. I mean, you're you're doing this under the supervision of a medical professional. No, I'm not. I would I'm not saying pretty high. I'm not saying that I think it's bad. I just think there's. I th- I feel like it would be potentially hard for someone to maybe disentangle themselves. I don't know. It it would be contextual, I guess. I can't make blanket yeah. statements. How so how big it, of a program is this? Do they do they say like how well how it used? it's becoming more and more common, I guess. Um, and Will my insurance cover this? I doubt it. Um, they might is there cover a maybe the therapy. <laughs> Um, I guess the default answer in the United States is like probably no. I'm trying to open a jar while I'm talking about this. <laughs> Speaking of manliness, um, I failed. Jar of what? Gonna have some honey there, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> it's red raspberry You're just jam. Start eating pickles. <laughs> yeah, God, it's so loud. Like the loudest. Joe, Joe needs his preserves. <laughs> I'm crashing. Eating and his sugar. marmalade. Yeah, Paddington on the wing. Um, <laughs> it, it, apparently, it's becoming more common, but it's very, very, very expensive. Like we're talking like ten thousand dollars, maybe for yeah. For wow. So um, the, the legality of it is what can be challenging because you are, in some sense, paying somebody to have sex with you. Yeah, I was gonna say but like it, there it, there are parts of this so, that sound close to being an escort, if that's the the girlfriend re- experience. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess uh, it's it is legal in most in many places at least, and and it you, it just like I said it. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting, and and it uh that that's the woman's story I thought was pretty fascinating to read. Maybe if if we remember, we can post the link to it. Yeah, um, but I I would I think that com. seems like kind of like a cool thing that that somebody could do that was in this position. If they, have, of course, they have to have the means to do it, which very few people could afford. You know, ten thousand dollars for. So to clear it up, you procedure. would the person you get paired with would be someone whose job it is like they're not someone else looking for someone. Their job it is no, is that's the, their job. And and okay. and at least at this clinic, they they were not allowed to have this as their sole source of income. Gig economy. But yeah, that does that's just be. I find that to be such a fascinating would be such a fascinating i guess you can't say career if they're not allowed to do it solely but to be a surrogate like that and help people through these issues would be yeah I'd, i don't know, it's, it'd be interesting it's like hospice for sex <laughs> <laughs> i actually don't think it's like that at all but <laughs> yeah that's a pretty hopeless uh way of talking about it, rob but i mean but but your <laughs> but your job your job is to uh, work with someone who's in a difficult spot through the, a very intimate thing and then cut off all connections at a certain point. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's okay, fair, but hospice does usually imply that the person is going to die. Oh, it for sure. Well, that's what he means. Yes. It's like they're yeah. going to die and you'll never see him again. The, their virginity is going to die. <laughs> Glad I could ruin that. Uh, does anyone have anything else on the 40-year-old virgin? Uh are you guys aware of the murderer who starred in this movie? What? No. Uh, Haziz. Uh, Haziz is uh, not the older gentleman, the Pakistani guy. He's the guy, like, he comes in when Cal and Andy are hugging, 
He says, "Hey, you know how I know you guys are gay? You're oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, that guy, that guy." Oh uh, no! <laughs> in 2010, uh, Shelley Malil uh, sentenced to life in prison for the attempted murder of his girlfriend. Oh, I shouldn't do that. No, um, his girlfriend survived the attack, but suffered punctured lungs and wounds to her neck, chest, back, oh. and arms. Stabbed her 20 wow. times, guys. Uh, so he went to jail. He was sentenced to, uh, life in jail. Uh, but he actually got out in 2018 after 14 years for good behavior. Oh, great. Now he's going to listen to this and find us. (laughs) He's now a a surrogate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I did not know that. That's another another star <laughs> from this movie. Um, anything else, guys? I think that's it. Well, listeners, you should uh, rate it and review us on iTunes. You can join our Facebook group at afreepodcast.com slash freeloaders as we discuss these episodes. Next week, uh, Joe, it's your pick for what we're going to talk about. The Nightmare. The Nightmare. So this is a, a documentary that features sort of reenactments of people, uh, what they see and experience while they're um, going through sleep paralysis. So I think uh, listeners who have tr- issues with sleep paralysis or night terrors are in for a treat. <laughs> mm. Duff? Uh, I was going to say uh, hosts <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, this is the dawning of the age of age Aquarius. Of Aquarius. Age, age of, of Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> 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 <laughs>